Welcome back, everyone, once again to a new, maybe final installment of Screamly Rewind. I don't know. This fucking movie, dude. I'm Jeff. <laughs> I'm Ron. And, uh, hey, uh, I know we, when we create a time machine, we got to stop, like, Hitler and stuff, but, like, in the top five, maybe we got to stop friends and family asterisk month from happening. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what was your initial reaction to this fucking nonsense that we had to watch for this episode, dude? <laughs> Uh, it's it's pretty glorious. Uh, yeah, I, I got some questions. There's probably no <laughs> answers, but I got some questions, and I'm really curious how you feel about this movie because you're you're more in the bag for B movies. I am not. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be really curious to find out later, like how much you actually ended up with the biggest Cody fingers of all time, like liking this movie. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but first. We gotta open up screenplay rewind with uh some Q and A's, and I think you have a question for us, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the uh the question is submitted by my wife Christina, and it is, what movie do you think would be better if it didn't take itself so seriously? Batman v Superman. That was my immediate answer as soon as she said it. <laughs> That was yeah. my absolute immediate answer. My so brain stupid. immediately leapt to, why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? <laughs> my mom's fucking... name is Martha, too. Let's be friends. Uh, fuck it. But then you you have that juxtaposed with <laughs> Lex Luthor, who is the Jolly just Rancher Jim Carrey Riddler. He's just Jim Carrey Riddler, but not charismatic. Don't, That's such a, a weird fucking uh-uh. movie. I cannot abide. Do not, do not knock Jim Carrey Riddler. Jim Carrey Riddler is amazing. Oh, I, no, no, I like Jim Carrey as the Riddler because this is fucking batshit. That's what I'm saying. It's like you take that and you take out all the jokes and all the charisma and you have Jolly Rancher boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that Jolly Rancher scene. What the fuck? How does that make it into the cut? I don't know. Was that scripted? How, Surely that's not scripted. I got to know. Was the jar of pee scripted? That's, oh, I forgot that, about the jar of pee. Was that unprompted? Because what the fuck was were, that? Were they trying to kill the DCEU? Were they trying to kill it? I don't know, man. Is it felt like they were trying to kill it, Jeff? And then, like, the entirety of the third act revolves around the twist of Doomsday being a thing, which they showed in the first trailer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fortunately, so though, it gave us the Wonder Woman theme song and, like, one of the most... Yeah. Like one of the best moments in movies is that Wonder Woman scene where she's saving everyone's ass. That's the thing. It's like they kind of crushed it with the casting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, the, like, dude, Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, there's some good. Ca- and then, I mean, we don't we don't talk about Jesse Eisenberg and Lex Luthor, but uh, no, no, again, hey, hey, the saving he grace, was... the saving grace is he's not Lex Luthor. True, he's Lex yeah. Luthor Junior. God, fucking, ugh. Which what I is still so, don't understand. What is so... Yeah, Lex Luthor is a great character. Why are you going out of your way to change him to the point to where you have to make him a different character and just colossally failing at it? I, is, don't, I just don't get it. Is the Gene Hackman performance so uh, untouchable that we had to make him junior? We couldn't recast? It's just really bizarre. Yeah, It I, was a it, strange decision. It, yeah, it really was. But this isn't a review of... 
Batman v Superman, we have better movies to talk about, <laughs> like Tammy the T Rex. Uh, so what, what's what's like a follow up, like after that? That uh, oh oh, I have one, I have one. Uh, I have bitched about this movie previously, uh, but Christopher Nolan's Tenet takes itself like it is the fucking sacrosanct Bible of Hollywood, hmm. and that movie fucking sucks. And I, I, I wouldn't hate it. it. I wouldn't hate you're you're so lucky. <laughs> I almost uh, feel like I have to for how much you've talked about it. <clears throat> you just, and Jerry Rocha on one of the podcasts I listen to. Does he also to. loathe that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Every time yeah. Something, they talk about someone pretentious, he brings it up. Oh man. It's so fucking pretentious. Protagonist? It's, is that the name? The, yeah, the main character's name is the protagonist. Oh, it's so meta, Jeff. It's so meta, bro. I mean, he's the protagonist, man. It's so meta, he's an X-Man. Bro, we got, like, backwards time travel. <laughs> and, like, I know it's, like, epic because we went to, like, you know, six months of cinematography school to figure out how to frame this one shot when all it looks like is I reversed the film. <laughs> <laughs> the, name, the name works forwards and backwards, like it's, race car. He's the protagonist. <laughs> like race car i wish that was on the poster <laughs> it works backwards and frontwards like race car <laughs> i uh i used to work with a guy oh God. that if people uh looked old enough to get into the movie but didn't have their id with them he would let them in the tammy the t-rex he would yell at them for it like how are you gonna come up to a movie theater without your id looking like you're 15 years old trying to get to read our movie and in the middle of it he would just go spell race car backwards and they go what and he would go spell race car backwards and then did he shove a jolly rancher in their mouth <laughs> if if they did it correctly which the race car is the same forwards and backwards yeah. there's a, there's what? another one like that he would switch between the two but if they did it, then he would let them into the movie. He would let, let them buy a ticket and he let them into the movie. Is that what that is when it's read backwards? It's the same? Yeah, pal, yeah pal, pal, palindrome. I don't know. How to, I, don't I, know, I know it to. works with numbers, like, like like 131 or whatever. I know it works with numbers. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so he would uh, do that. And if they got it right, then he would let them buy a ticket without their ID. There was one lady, though. <clears throat> I'm so glad I was scheduled to work box this night, Jeff. There was one lady that she knew race car was the same forwards and backwards. So as soon as he yells wait, at wait, her... Wait, wait, wait. So she, she was the protagonist. She knew. So, as soon as that or she's bought from him before. Um, <laughs> this crazy soon, homeless guy <laughs> masquerading as a theater employee just screams at me about race car. As soon as I go he to yelled... Building. As soon as he yelled, spell race car backwards, she did it instantly. Like, she did it almost as quick as he asked. And he was just like, oh, dang, you're getting the child price. And he gave her the child ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty great. I miss that man. It was He was fun to work with. That's How are you going to go out to a movie theater? Want to get into a Raider on a movie looking 15 and not have your ID? <laughs> like... He would just like dress them down. I like how your impression of that guy is the uh, the weatherman on Family Guy. It's going to rain. Yeah, it rained sideways. <laughs> Spill race car backwards. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, so those, those are my two best answers. I, I had, I had a, in case 
we had the same answer because I had a feeling we would. I was thinking about it the other way around. What is a movie that you think would be better served by... Uh, by taking it, itself more seriously? By taking itself more seriously, yeah. I confused myself. <laughs> That's I'm, tough. That's I'm tough. Because, because typically when you have a movie that isn't taking itself seriously, usually it like works to its advantage. It just kind of depends on the director. And I'm so much more averse to like the opposite. Like when right. something when something is actively pretentious, that makes me analyze it further, you know, because I'm like, well, if, if you want to be graded like your Citizen Kane, you better bring your fucking A game. Yeah, you ask for it. And when you it. don't, yeah, you ask for it. And Did when you see you what don't that movie deliver, was wearing? <laughs> when you like think that you're the second coming of Jesus Christ and then your movie actually isn't as great as the you think it is. The second coming I, of protagonist? <laughs> yeah, goddamn fucking Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Can we start the- climb? Please find an exit out of your own asshole, please. <laughs> can can we start like a church of the protagonist or something? Church of the protagonist. <laughs> I learned from John Oliver, it's not hard to start a church. Oh, praise the mighty protagonist, and now we pray. <laughs> and then the... Uh, Christopher the, uh, Nolan. <laughs> the Satan figure is the protagonist. The protagonist. <laughs> I feel like you need uh, to write that now. The protagonist versus protagonist. Dawn of Jolly Ranchers. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have an answer to that? Because I... That's tough. Because I, I am so much more aggro, obviously, about the opposite effect. Yeah. I couldn't really come up with an answer. I'm sure I have one somewhere. I just couldn't... I was trying to think of a movie that... Uh, you know, sometimes when a movie tries to be in on the joke and you just roll your eyes, I was trying to think of of something like that, but I couldn't I couldn't really come up with anything. Yeah, that's tough. That that I that's a very good question, but I think I would need more time to to really like dig in and think about it. Because it's just not usually something I'm actively looking for. Right. And I don't know. It's uh it's just tough. Man, I'm just I'm scrolling through the images of Tammy and the fucking T Rex, and I'm just not ready for this shit. Oh yeah, we uh we obviously uh clued everyone in at the ending of the previous episode, but if this is your first time checking us out, uh, we had alluded to it earlier, but once a year, some would say it's the best time of the year. Some would disagree. Uh, Usually us. Down. <laughs> we came up with the idea where once a month every year we will let our friends and family figure out a way to no longer be our friends and family. And they uh, <laughs> they uh, pick a movie like Tammy and the T-Rex. Sorry, Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex. Because this movie Tawny? couldn't even... Tawny and the T-Rex? I, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> this movie couldn't even be bothered to fix its own title card and its main character's name in the opening. And uh, so, so the funny thing is, just as, as while we're talking about it, you said that you thought you were crazy, right? Because the name was wrong? I felt like the name was changing, and I couldn't think of if it was just I'm mishearing it or what. Yeah, so they, they have little, like, placards, right, with, like, the font overlaid over the beginning of the, the movie with the title sequence and everything, and it says, clearly, Tawny and the Teenage T-Rex. Tawny uh, and the Teenage T-Rex? What? And then, 
apparently the movie's original title was that which okay. is the title scene on the restored uncut version so the the version that we watched is apparently the restored uncut version because what hit theaters was an edited pg-13 movie uh, and hey, I, whoa 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 hit theaters this film was in theaters i think it was there were there are prints of it apparently according to the internet oh, so it was my god it was in theaters I, it might have been one <laughs> i but it was in prince, theater a, <laughs> telling you in the teenage th- theater that's it. <laughs> it was in theater <laughs> The uh, the box office guy was just trying to get people to spell race car backwards. It was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so the, okay, so the original uncut version is that is that t- Tanny Tony I don't know and the teenage T because the funny thing is they straight up call her Tammy in the movie itself. So it was corrected by filming time, but I guess they had already made the overlaid font for the title sequences. So the the I don't think the incorrect title is at the beginning of the cut version, right? But what's really fucking tragic, the ending credits in both versions credit no. Denise Richards as Tawny. <laughs> <laughs> is that not fucking hysterical? Tawny or, or Tanny? It's incorrectly credited as Tawny. Tanny, just not Tammy. Opposite of Tammy <laughs> is what's credited in both fucking versions. They fucked it up twice, dude. Oh, they fucked it no. up twice. It's hilarious. No, no. Uh, yeah, this this fucking. Oh, uh, this is uh, this is brought to you by Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Bobby. <laughs> but uh, by the to way, be fair, I, Bob, I, to be fair, to be fair, Bobby gave us Spaceballs as a selection last year. Yeah. So he was nice to us last year, and he fucking made up for it because I hey, fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I fucking hate the Tammy and the T-Rex. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. By the way, I just so. want to throw out, uh, I feel like I sound like Harvey Firestein, and I apologize for that. Allergies <laughs> in Oklahoma are oh, fucking my. terrible right now. Yeah, I was, I was telling Ron in the green room before we started recording, like, I, uh, this has probably been one of the worst, if not the worst, like, allergy seasons I've ever had, and I have bad allergies every single seasonal change, just because I have terrible seasonal allergies and always have had uh, just awful allergic reactions to shit blooming in the spring and shit like that ever since I was a little kid and I'm having to take steroid pills right now to basically turn off my allergic reactions. So during the day I'm the Hulk dude. I'm chilling. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm able to to basically just go like flip over a Silverado outside. I, I, I cannot be stopped. And then once I crash off those steroids, I feel like I'm going to die and we're at the latter stage of the day. So, and I'm talking about uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. So this show, as already has already been shown, is gonna go off the fucking rails. And I don't know how to stay on like a structure like we usually are talking about this movie because this movie has no structure because it was written in a literal week. Did you was hear it about really? That? No. It was, yeah, I, I got production notes about Tammy and the fucking T. <laughs> God damn it, Ron. <laughs> also, why does why does the the fucking pancake squished guy look like Pennywise the clown? <laughs> Did they? <laughs> Did they just squish the fucking Pennywise costume? Oh, my God. It's like Jobs done. They just walked over to the Warner Brothers <laughs> lot and just stole the fucking Pennywise costume because they had no more money to use. Someone was real proud of that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll oh. talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> yeah, we'll 
we'll get around to it eventually so okay just uh, real quickly oh by the way <laughs> spoilers <laughs> for Tammy and the T-Rex full spoilers oh wait, yeah just just to just confirm that uh, we didn't have any more questions right I don't think we had any more come in uh, I, I didn't see any in the email or in the YouTube I, yeah. comments I did not either so we have more time for Tammy and the T-Rex you're welcome America <laughs> let's go okay uh so do you want to start off with the cast and crew Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So this movie is uh, written and directed by Stuart Raphael. Written Raff- and directed with the biggest air quotes you've <laughs> ever seen in your life. Gary Braquette also wrote. Um, we've got Denise Richards. You know, the acting powerhouse that is Denise Richards. When Denise Richards is like one of the only people on your set that can actually deliver a line at all. You're in for some problems. <laughs> she's of- one of the better people in the movie. I if know. Not, I think she's actually the best act. She's the best performance, dude. I believe she is. She's uh, the best I don't performance. Know, the T-Rex is pretty strong. Yeah, the, the T-Rex might have better facial reactions <laughs> than Denise Richards does. But yeah, ex-wife of Charlie Sheen, Denise Richards, uh, you know, Hollywood oh. icon. I hate this fucking movie so much, dude. I hate it. <laughs> Is this Paul Walker's first performance? Uh, I mean, clearly, let's right? See. I, I I will confirm while you uh, continue with the rest of the cast. Paul Walker, probably best known for uh, Fast and Furious franchise and Joyride, right? I would say so. Oh, this is not his uh, first movie. Did he do an after-school special before this? Because this movie feels like an after-school special. I don't want to go to that school, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Because this this movie has some fucking implications that are oh, gross. Oh yes, it this does. movie isn't just bad. This movie is grody, and I felt like I wanted to take a shower after watching it because it's disgusting. It's yeah. literally disgusting with some of the implications, mostly from the fucking perverted evil doctor guy. Jesus uh, yeah. Christ! Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah. So, so Paul Walker had been in some bit roles in film, a couple films before this. Uh, he had been in a few TV shows. This was probably his first leading asterisk role. <laughs> he, because uh, he spends 90% of the movie not as in the a movie. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, uh, the, he's very much his character from the first and second Fast and Furious, but dialed to 11 in this. <laughs> Um, I don't his, know. I don't remember. I don't remember many testicular standoffs in Fast and the Furious. I mean, dude, it probably would have made the movies better. I wore a cup. <laughs> Damn son, don't you have balls? <laughs> Wait. Okay, okay. Can. Okay. Let's get through this so we can we can talk about some things. Um, Terry Kaiser as Doctor Walkenstein. <laughs> Walkenstein. It's pronounced Walkenstein. Um. Theo Forsett as Byron, which may be my actual favorite character in this. I don't know. Which one's Byron? Uh, the 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 black guy? The only black guy in the movie? No, the only black guy in the movie is Sheriff Black. Huh, you're uh, hilarious. His son. his son. Oh, his his son? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Her friend that knows about the T-Rex. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I already forgot about that character. I can tell. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you said the only black guy in the movie, and I was like, I remember there being the sheriff. Because he fucking is named Sheriff, Sheriff Black. Black. Oh, you're so fucking funny, Stuart Raffle and Gary Brockett. I can tell you had a fucking week to write these goddamn jokes. Ugh. 
Uh, Gross. Ellen Dubbin as Helga, which I we're gonna get into that. Um, uh, Norval and Neville. I don't even know if I want to. George Buck Flower and Ken Carpenter. The one person in all of this besides Denise Richards and Paul Walker that people might know or recognize is Sean Whalen. He's got bit roles in pretty much everything made yeah. in the 90s. And, and I think he's got he one does... of those faces, too, where you recognize him because he's just he's got like one of those character actor faces where he, you can like pick him out, but you can never remember a single thing you saw him in. Right. And I think he's done some yeah. voice acting stuff, if I recall. So what's did did you happen to research like what something people would recognize him from? Because I I, I can look also I also recognized him immediately and couldn't I for the life if you had a gun to my head I couldn't tell you another movie specifically that I had seen him in. Yeah, I can I can look real quick. Um, yeah, it's got apparently be apparently he was in one episode of that Magnum PI series, which I actually heard was very popular, but I never watched it. Interesting. Um. Yeah, he's just been in. He's in so many things. He's he's made a whole career of just showing up for an episode or two. He's in four episodes of Superstore. Uh, he I, was in an episode of Constantine. Was he really? Oh uh, yeah, yeah I see of Brooklyn it. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he, he's been in basically everything. So like yeah. more power, more power to him because the dude's made a career out of being that guy in the background, you know. So like more power to him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this this movie. And there, I think there's a few other character actors in here where you you will recognize their face, and similarly not be able for the life of you to figure out where you've seen them from. Right. I think when I like was, a... I think when I was looking up the characters, um, Terry Kaiser as uh, Walkenstein and Walkenstein, I feel like it was one of those. I feel like he's done a lot of bit TV roles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's H.G. Wells and Lois and Clark and things like oh, that. Oh, he's Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Is he Bernie? He's Bernie. Oh wow, that's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I f yeah, I, I I thought I recognized him from something. <laughs> yeah, he he was a lot more charismatic when he was dead. <laughs> I um, so I'm flipping through the, the I tend to flip through the pictures on IMDb as we're talking about stuff. And I'm sorry. One of the pictures <laughs> is the title card Tanny and the Teenage T Rex. <laughs> okay, but side note. Once Bobby listens to this, I gotta know because you know Bobby. Uh, Bob Bobby is also a little bit more like kind to to B movies. Does Bobby kind of like this, or does he know this is one of the worst things ever made and he subjected it to us? Because I don't know. You can uh, Bobby's the fucking wild card, bro. Have you seen that? <laughs> you seen that? Have you seen that? Uh, Always Sunny bit where uh, Charlie Day is like wild card. He jumps out the back of the moving fucking van. That's Bobby, dude. <laughs> I can never get a read on that man. I'm assuming he did this to subject us to the horror of Tammy and the T-Rex, but I'm just, I'm just seeing, because this is a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Why is it so high? This movie doesn't deserve 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie, that makes this movie higher than a lot of the movies I like. Yeah, that we've covered on this show. Yeah. What the fuck it's is It's higher that? than Spaceballs, isn't it? Uh, I don't think it's higher than Spaceballs. I will fact check. I'm... I want to say that's higher than Spaceballs and what they gave Spaceballs. Uh, yeah, yeah, Spaceballs is 57. Okay. So if if, if this had been higher than Spaceballs, <laughs> we would be on a fucking Jay and Silent Bob strike back tour to go kick some ass at Rotten Tomatoes headquarters, bro. Because <laughs> holy the fuck, why does this have a 43%? And the only way it got to a 43% was people watched it and gave it a thumbs up. And how on earth... 
do you do that? Because this is my but, first question. Just, just as Jeff, a general, just, Jeff, just as he's a generality. A <sighs> just as a general question, because you <laughs> like I, I asked earlier uh, where you kind of fell on this, because you are you are more kind and you seek out more B movies because you're a fan of like your Sharknados. What are some other ones in that kind of like B movie vein that are intentionally bad? Uh, Attack like? of the Killer Donuts. I see. See, that's that's a comparison I was gonna make because I like Attack of the Killer Donuts. So like. I don't outright hate all of these. I just hate it when they're like this, <laughs> when they're <laughs> offensively bad and gross, and I want to douse myself in Purell after watching it. So where did you fall in on this? How much do you hate this? How much do you think this passes the kind of like Killer Donuts level of like, because this is it's a specific kind of meta to like be actively making fun of yourself while your movie's ongoing. And this, by the way, doesn't always do that. Yeah. Uh. Well... So it being a B movie from 1994, like I just kind of looked past a lot of the grossness and like I'm there for the animatronic T-Rex. That's that's the reason why I like this movie. The rest of it can can just kind of fuck off. I see it was just so offensive and and for the most part just not funny. If it's you like, watch enough actively... B movies, this is this is pretty much run of the mill if you watch a lot of the B movies. It, it's just it's it's like it, you're supposed to like so like the point of these movies is they're in on the joke right but there is no joke for like half of this dude the first like 30 minutes of this movie is it like really Degrassi. feels like an hour De- yeah it feels like a fucking it feels like the jurassic era <laughs> the grassy at t-rex high yeah like like it's like jurassic park and i don't know why uh because for the first, like, what would you say? So, like, the first act of this movie, three-fourths of it comes across as just legitimate teenage drama that's written and acted poorly. It's not even really, like, the only joke, really, that happens in the first act is the fucking testicular standoff. Other than that... <laughs> that's it. Other than that, it is... I'm making this movie sound a lot funnier than it is. I promise you, it is agonizing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I just hate it when I find myself in a testicular standoff with someone. I feel like I gotta rename. We gotta add a text channel to the Discord. Hold on a second. Hold on. Doing this well, boys, fun. looks like we got ourselves an old-fashioned testicular standoff. All right. There you go. Oh my god. We have a new. We have a new addition to the Discord channels. <laughs> that is testicular standoff. Oh, okay. That's, that's one of the best things you have ever said. I'm so glad we're recording. <laughs> Cause, I, I, for the first like thirty minutes of this movie, I was like, okay. By the way, Bobby talked about this in his email. Judging by the fucking IMDb photos, this is a B movie. So why is it all about teenage drama and all about building up this you know, this like shitty, gross relationship between Denise Richards and what's the fucking asshole bully kid Billy? Is that his name? Yeah, Billy. What is what is that? This I, is like it I, focuses so much on her relationship with this like former ex who's like a, like bypassing restraining orders and like attacking her house. But by the way, T- Tammy, Tanny, whatever the fuck her name is, Tani. <laughs> you you have you have a fucking Batman Beyond Joker gang in your front yard, and you're gonna open the front door. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take care. You call the fucking cops, dude. Why are you opening the front door to the gang of murdering teenagers that are attacking your house? Holy fuck. What's the old man going to do, huh? They're the Jokers. 
dude. I fucking I I I, I can't. So you have all these like scenes at the beginning where it seems like it's like taking itself seriously. Like, Denise Richards is like legitimately trying to act in these scenes. That they're they're not in on the joke because there is no joke to be in on until the I, testicular standoff happens. Really, and then like you follow up the testicular standoff with like more attempts <laughs> at drama. And I'm just like, what is this? It doesn't have a. There is no like coherent joke to be a part of. And I was just really confused for the first like hour of this movie. Yeah, the uh, the first half of this movie does not really know what it wants to be, but it really comes across as an after-school special is what it really reminds me of at the beginning. I don't know what the, the lesson or the payoff is supposed to be, but the only thing that I can think of to explain the whole weird uh, Billy Batson gang <laughs> running around <laughs> is... Um, Remember that weird time in the the mid '80s to the mid '90s when everyone was just obsessed with gangs and like everything Y'all. is gang related and everything has to be gang related and everything means you're in a gang or a part of a gang or something. Uh, like what you wear and like what you have on your head, the type of jacket you wear, whatever. You can't wear these things. You can't wear these colors because it's gang colors. Um, that was a real reaction in movies um you see a lot in the first terminator and stuff like that uh to gangs and the only thing i can think of is this is still in that time period where it's a movie it has to have a gang yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's just and what's also funny is like this is the uncut version and this is what is it like 93 i wish it had been cut (laughs) I wish, it's like I wish someone would have cut me in the first half. <laughs> yeah. I wish Billy would cut me. Because so it's get through this. It, it flips on like a fucking dime to like you have all yeah. this Degrassi level teenage fucking melodrama for the first like forty five minutes. And then so it's like what pisses me off and it's just like you're wasting our fucking time because if you're gonna make a B movie, make a fucking B movie. Yeah. You're not kidding anybody. Why are we making attempts at drama and acting and shit in Tammy and the T-Rex? Just go <laughs> to the stupid shit. Just start with the stupid... Like, did fucking Attack of the Killer Donuts start off with a 45-minute teenage melodrama? Fuck no. It knows what it is, and it, it is that for You don't remember time. all the donut drama at the beginning? It's like, this dude, this puts, like, Sharkenstein in, like, a whole new... Like, Sharkenstein <laughs> is the godfather compared to Tammy and the T-Rex, dude. Because you know what? Fucking Sharkenstein knows what it is. It they're absolutely still, knew it was. They're so still did, fucking uh, Velocipaster. Yeah, there's no, there's no false pretense. There's no testicular standoff to Velocipaster, which was, is a sentence <laughs> I just said. <laughs> was Velocipaster the one with the ninjas? That was the one with the ninjas, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god, uh, that movie's glorious. Yeah. So yeah, Velocipaster, I liked. I had fun with because it knows what it is, and it's not taking itself seriously at all, and it's actually funny. Uh, so like let's let's get back to some of the uh, production details on Tammy and the fucking T-Rex, and you will understand how this movie came to be as bad <laughs> as it fucking is. Okay, Ron, I got some production details for you from Wikipedia itself. All right, so Stuart Raffle, the director and co-writer, he was approached by a man who owned theaters in South America who had an animatronic T-Rex which was going to a park in Texas. The eyes worked, the arms moved, the head moved. He had it for two weeks before it was going to be shipped to Texas, and he came to me and said, we can make a movie with it. I said, 
what's the story? And he said, I don't have a story, but we have to start filming within the month. And so I wrote the story in a week. <laughs> don't you just hate it when that happens? Raffles says all the locations were within 25 minutes of his house. He has stated there was a large fire which took place during the shoot. See, that was an act of God trying to save the world from Tammy the T-Rex. Tawny uh, and the T-Rex? Yeah. And that is, as a result, smoke can be seen in some shots of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the story of the making of this is a better B-movie than what is on film, dude. Okay. Uh, the first few minutes of the film take place in Newberry Park, uh, California at Newberry Park High. Uh, the film crew kept the local panther mascot and decorations during the filming. Raffle, the director, said, I was just trying to do a film for people that like wacky movies. In other words, you laugh at the experience that I was facing, which is... What the hell are you meant to do with this material? <laughs> I was sticking all this shit in it just to make it work. Of course, when you only have a week to work on a script, it is a bit thin. <laughs> I'm also the biggest plagiarist. I'm constantly asking the cast and crew if they have anything better than they can add. And I can confirm to you, Ron, they did not. <laughs> and I also love, this is my favorite part of the production details on Wikipedia. Are you ready for this? This is this is how the production uh, page uh, sorry, section of Wikipedia ends. <laughs> During production, one of the actors portraying one of the bumbling cops had a heart attack on set and required medical attention. Wow. <laughs> and that is the ending of the production notes. Wow. <sighs> Probably also another act of God trying to save this man from having to watch himself in this movie. <laughs> yeah. This. <laughs> How does this movie exist? That's... That's crazy. I, I think we know how. Someone gained access to a T-Rex. And they're like, fuck yeah. And then you know what, Ron? They there. focus so much on whether they could. They never thought to ask if they should. <laughs> Jeff, life found a way. It did. Tammy and the T-Rex found a way. Tammy and the T-Rex <laughs> found a way. The, he did it. The crazy son of a bitch did it. Testicular standoffs and mirror are closer than they appear. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Let's start talking about some okay. What are your <laughs> thoughts on Paul Walker as Michael and Tammy and the T-Rex? <laughs> oh my god. Now to be fair, I like Paul Walker, but Paul Walker was like never like you know the Gary Oldman of his time. Right. But fucking Paul Walker is so bad in this movie, it's funny to me. Here's the thing. Even when he's bad though, he just seems likable. Like I still he, just yeah. I still just really like him, but he's, he's not he's good just, in this movie. He's terrible as an actor in this, but yeah, he just had like natural charisma that made him like like a likable dude. Like this right. is a guy I would get a beer with, you know. Right. Once he's old yeah. enough. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he's in high school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all—they all look like they're Tobey Maguire high. To be fair, they all look like they're fucking forty-five to me. Yeah, but right. Me. Uh. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> this but, this fucking re this recording is gonna have even more <laughs> fucking off the rail structure than Taming the T Rex because I don't know what to do. So you, whatever you're about to say, to do. let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was on the box. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Miller, screenplay rewind. Yeah. Oh my god. So I don't remember what it is now because we got to record a lot later than I wanted to, but my first note is the opening song is incredible. 
I just don't. I don't remember it, what. Okay, it is so now. the opening song has all types of like dinosaur and velociraptor like jokes. Asterisk. <laughs> uh, they're like they're like lyrics that are always talking about something related to like reptiles or dinosaurs, and it sounds incredibly nineties. All overlaid over. The fucking Denise Richards and her twenty-five-year-old teenage fucking te- like cheerleader squad dancing with some of the most like uncomfortable close-ups you've ever seen. I'm just like, why? What? They're supposed to be teenagers, bro. It's gross. There's so- maybe that's why they got rid of teenage out of the title. Is it- we we realized this girl's supposed to be like what sixteen or seventeen, and we just constantly have close-ups of her fucking ass. The entire time of the beginning and the ending of the fucking movie, I don't know. Uh, I was it's trying to, gross. I was trying to find out what year this came out, but I'm not seeing it. Uh, Ninety four, not the movie, something else. Um, because it really smacks to me of uh, wow, this is way later than I thought. Um. It really reminded me of Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, that music video. Yeah, where it's just like, this girl's underage. Yeah. Why? Why? It's gross. It really reminded me of that. Yeah. The Uh, ending of this movie is repulsive. Oh, dude. The last two minutes of this movie. The made en- me want to like go punch a wall because I, I was so just like disgusted by the en- it. The entire time I was watching that, I was like, she is still in high school, right? Like, I realized that she's like 23 in real life, but her character is supposed to be in high yeah, school. Her character yes? is a teenager in fucking high school, which we've established 500 times in this movie. So why are we ending the movie on a fucking Maxim photo? Okay, never mind. Uh, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, so, the opening of this movie sets the stage for just how fucking disgusting it is. And it's just like, like you said, like she is of age in real life, but her character wasn't. And the characters that are the other cheerleaders are a fucking like high school cheerleading squad. So yeah. why are we having a Maxim shoot with the camera directly up their asses? I don't I know. I need Purell. I need all the Purell, and I need it now. Or even, just make me look like this, like, were, bulldoze Pennywise. <laughs> gets flattened, just so I don't have to watch the shit anymore. Even if you were thinking Denise Richards was going to be some kind of sex symbol out of this movie, her character, again, is in high school. Yeah. Like... Not okay. Not, even for this. Not even, okay. This was, gro- okay. this was gross I, in 1994. You and I have many times in this show said like, yes, this is fucked up, but it was, you know, it, it was a thing of the time and we didn't forgive it. You know, like whatever the, like, cause we've talked about it because we've covered some movies from the nineties, like deep rising and like, uh, like God in 60 seconds. I think that was like early odds, but you know, right around that same kind of ballpark. Uh, so we have, you know, like not forgiven, but maybe we'll like kind of like take a step back and realize that like, the types of values we have now are not always a part of Hollywood. Yes, it's it sucks and it's gross, but it was just part of the time, and we were not you know not excusing it, but we just have to kind of like take it with a grain of salt. You don't have to hand anything to this fucking movie because, like you said, and I one thousand percent agree, this and other shit in this movie is gross and not acceptable even in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, 
And that is one of the things that made me hate it so much is because it's just like, you're supposed to sit down and watch a B-movie and have fun. You're not supposed to sit down and watch a B-movie and feel gross. Now, make no mistake, nine-year-old me would be all about this, but old enough to realize what's going on me <laughs> yeah. is, it's pretty repulsive. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, yeah, speaking of disgusting, let's talk about the villain of this movie. Uh, <laughs> Billy Dr. Ray Cyrus? Oh. Yeah, d- uh, Dr. Wankenstein, <laughs> uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> so, okay. I guess before we get there, can we just talk about the fucking 180 this movie takes? So, the craziest thing we've had happen at the about, what, 30 minute mark is a testicular standoff to end yeah, all standoffs. The, the, the thing that I was going to ask the, you... The, I don't, uh, the, the, the cock grab at the OK Corral. <laughs> the, the thing I was going to ask you is, I don't know how many schoolyard fights you've seen, Jeff, <laughs> or been in. Have you ever seen any fight where the two dudes are grabbing each other's nuts and dropping WWE moves on each other? <sighs> it's so, so... That's another thing, too. Like... Th- that introduces like even more just like levels of like raises 90 further questions because it, it, like it, it's almost like a, an extra gross layer of like 90s like gay panic which this movie has several renditions of particularly uh like particularly about the uh the byron character like they're 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 straight don't, up halfway don't through talk a... about byron like you remembered him being in the movie well i i, I remembered after you pointed him out but what what threw me off earlier is you said the one black guy in the movie, and I immediately jumped to the fucking sheriff. <laughs> Not his the dad, one gay guy. Who is named Sheriff Black. <laughs> we had to build the token characters into a token fucking family with Sheriff Black. God damn it, I hate this movie. I hate it, Ron. I hate it so much. Did did Aurora watch this with you? No. Oh, that's sad. No, that I uh, <laughs> one of us in this household needs to fucking dodge the bullet. That is Tammy in the goddamn testicular standoff. I hope she's sitting in the room with you, trying not to laugh into your microphone. Uh, she's in a separate. Room. I don't know if she could hear me, but I'll probably I, have her. I kind of wish I was in the same room with you at this point. <laughs> Dude, I also wanted to be drinking for this podcast, and I am not. So now, instead of like <laughs> drunk and happy Jeff, you get sober non steroid. Bruce Banner, Jeff, who's just sad. I'm sad Hulk with like the music playing at the ending of the episode as he's walking. You know, that's that's me right now. You know, you were joking, but I'm looking at this name, and I really think it's supposed to be a whack off joke, Doctor Wackenstein. I, I th- oh, yeah, either that or like whack is in wacky you know like, he's the wacky evil doctor blah, blah, blah. but either way it fucking sucks no like, uh in the 90s people used whack off a lot for jerk off yeah i yeah. i it's, think i, I would I think say it could have been a to... double entendre but i don't think stuart raffle <laughs> and gary brockett knows what that means <laughs> <laughs> all right um so wackenstein <laughs> is real happy about his mecha godzilla but he wants it to have he wants it to be a real boy. He wants it to have a real brain. <laughs> and then Fast and Furious gets weird, Jeff. D- okay, that's that's what I was, I was alluding to a few minutes ago. So the fucking 180 that this movie takes where it's just like... So the scene happens where the fucking future Batman Beyond Joker gang shows up at the Denise Richards household and is led in by the, the, the father, who is the dumbest character in the universe, apparently, for letting that happen. 
Um, uh, he he is a you know like uh, letting them in. All these teenagers led by the fucking creepy ex stalker guy Billy are going in. Yeah, are uh, coming in to uh, try and kill uh, Paul Walker, and they they chase him outside of the house. They are chasing after him in their cars. They can't run him they, down. Apparently, apparently he's the yeah. fucking Flash. Yeah, they 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 aren't trying to like actively kill him, but they say they want to, so they capture him and they let him loose in like a f- fucking nature exhibit thing with actual lions. It's one of those like drive-through. Uh, yeah, like one of those drive-through f- zoo things. Like they have an Arbuckle. What the fuck is that, dude? dude I when that happened. I was it, like, what the fuck was that? Is that the most tame lion mauling you've ever seen? Like this. Oh, Lin, it's Lin. so okay. Okay, I I actually genuinely laughed when they have a tiger mauling and then they cut to Paul Walker in the hospital and there isn't a fucking scratch, a scratch on that on dude. Him. But he's in a coma. <laughs> so did he did he have a pillow fight with the lion and his heart gave out? Like what? What the fuck happened, dude? <laughs> it's so stupid. I was expecting him to be like fucking Dark Man with a thousand bandages and like missing a limb. Looking like the fucking flat Pennywise fucker in the other image. <laughs> and he looks like he could go model for GQ in six hours. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's so stupid. Dude, you could put fucking band-aids on him if you don't want to do the special effects of his wounds. But they don't even do that. <laughs> I hate it so much. The fucking just the audacity and pure laziness is almost commendable, dude. It's almost commendable, but then I remember what else is in this fucking piece of shit and I fucking hate it even more. Oh fuck. I'm so salty. I hate it so much. And I'm sure Bobby is just kicking back with a fucking bucket of popcorn right now. Just having himself a day. Oh, uh, my god. <laughs> oh my god. I hate it. Oh god. He doesn't have a scratch on him. Not a fucking scratch. He's about not, to. Not He's even, a fucking bow to though. Not even any of the fucking fruit punch they use for blood. Not, and uh, they so you you wouldn't think it could get uh, any I can't dumber. Breathe. You wouldn't think it could get any dumber. And it does within like 30 seconds. So Dr. Uh, Wankenstein uh, walks in <laughs> with his... Yeah, sorry. Uh, he walks in with his uh, lovely assistant and uh, who is just walking around dressed like a stripper the entire movie. And Dude, after they walks... steal his body and he thanks her by just grabbing her boobs? Yeah. That's what the happens. hell was that? Yeah. Uh, so, he walks in to the hospital where Paul Walker is in a coma <laughs> from his uh, lion pillow fight, <laughs> apparently. Or... Yeah. Um, He's like, if... Also, you know what's hey. funny? Uh, one one person on the set apparently got injured by the fucking lion. What? Yeah. They did get that on film and just paste his head over him? <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, it's like if... Shaggy and Scooby ran across a lion and just passed out. If you weren't even going to show him fucked up and like physically damaged by the mauling, why wouldn't you just do a cutaway and just hear the sounds of mauling? You weren't going to show the after effects of it anyway. So you got a poor fucking stunt guy (laughs) hurt for no reason. 
Because he didn't have to. There were no there were no repercussions. He's fine. He's about to get his head cut in half, but for right now, he's fine. I cannot stop laughing at your dark man pool. Oh my god. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dude, I just I can't. Okay, so he wants to go in, and did we did we say well, like what the plot of this was that he needed like an actual brain for his failing fucking fake T Rex? True. So he's he's uh. trying to like fight. Like okay, he's is he creating like a murder T Rex intentionally? He never really talks about what his like goals are for his plan. I don't think I don't know. I was half paying attention because I was just fucking fuming at how stupid this movie is. Uh, immortality. That's right. That's right. So he's had like an AI type of setup for his fake dinosaur thing that's not really working correctly it's like malfunctioning because of the creepy little like fucking henchman guy that he has working on it ironically who... enough bobby <laughs> i shit you not that character's yeah, I, name is bobby. yeah i remember noticing that too so now he's after like a human brain which give... is one of the most obnoxious characters i've ever seen oh in a my movie God. Is the fucking worst. And apparently in Adam's Family Values, he's Cousin It, which fits perfect. Yeah. Um, where oh the fuck God. was I going? I feel like the guy writing this movie. I don't know why. I'm just trying to put all the shit in the recording. I, I don't know. We'll make it work. Um, oh, oh, you know, I was going to say it was even fucking stupider. He goes in. He wants a human brain. Uh, Paul Walker is in a coma. And they pull him off of... The thing, like, reading his heartbeat and his pulse, right? Right. And not a single fucking doctor or nurse comes, comes into in. the room. Why do you think they have those monitors, bro? Yeah. Why do you think they have their fucking heartbeats monitored? Because someone's monitoring them. <laughs> and no one fucking comes in to check on them. And they walk out with this fucking 17-year-old football player's body. And they're about to go cut his head off. <laughs> this movie is so stupid. Even for a week's worth of your fucking boot camp, someone is monitoring the fucking heart monitors, dude. God oh damn, this God. movie's fucking stupid. Okay. Um, is, is, Are there any other stupid shit that happens around the hospital? There probably is. I watched this like five days ago, and this like... My, my body and brain are just trying to like save themselves by probably actively deleting every memory of this piece of shit from my mind. So am I forgetting anything else that you can think of, Ron? No, I think that's pretty much it because then they wheel him out to the car from there and then there's a boob grab and then they throw him in the car. <laughs> and then there's a boob grab. Yeah, you know, Wilson. when you have to take your boob break, right? Um, yeah. you're, you're you got the testicular standoff and then you got the boob grab. That's That's the first act and this is the second act. Yeah, there so, you go. Then we get back to the lab, I think, from there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have to say, the special effects in the surgery scene and the sound design are not half bad. They're not. They they have some really bad stand-in dummies, but that that's always bad in movies in the well, 80s and 90s. that's part of the fun of a B-movie, too, right? Yeah. Um, But the sound design, it, it's mostly like the like the camera angles and things like that that aren't that great but yeah the, a lot of the sound design other than the color of the blood it looks like high sea fruit punch um yeah other than that god i am like so fucking snotty after laughing as hard as i did <laughs> oh god i still have tears going down my face from that <laughs> you're welcome fucking dark man 
Um, <laughs> was that the, that's Levis Liam Neeson, right? Dark Man? Yeah. And Sam yeah. Raimi? Yes, sir. Um, we could have covered that movie wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should, by the way. Yeah, we, we totally should. Um, anyways, it's mostly the way they hold the camera and the fucking characters. Like, Bobby is so obnoxious. I could not wait for him he, to die. He's the, like, henchman... A, like AI creator sidekick, right? Not yeah, the I, body, not the bodybuilder who's only there to lift up the dumbbell to the T Rex's <laughs> mouth. I, I have a black belt. <laughs> I really, yeah, but, uh, he's in a bodybuilder costume too, just to reinforce the fact that he's a bodybuilder. No, slash like like, re, like slash wrestling uniform. No, do it's you so know? Stupid. Do you know what he reminds me of? What's that? He looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme in every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If he, and if all he, he all he was missing is doing the splits and you're you're yeah. there. You're there. Oh, and he even says I have a black belt, right? Like yeah. Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme has a lot of martial arts in his movies. I feel like Bobby is an Igor reference. It's pronounced Igor. Um <laughs> I, I feel like he's like an Igor reference or something. He's a yeah. little short dude, he's kind of obnoxious, he's got that voice. Yeah, he's got what? What is uh, Young Frank? Is it Morty Feldman? Was that his name? He's got, he's got like Marty Feldman. The uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's uh, I will I will fact check. Yes, continue, continue. But yeah, um, I a just... little bit of Marty. Yeah, Marty Feldman from uh, Young Frankenstein. Like that kind of energy to him, <laughs> yeah. but you know, like without any fucking charisma or acting talent whatsoever. Yeah. But uh, we go from there to actually, oh, 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 oh. You got to uh, talk about when they have his head cut off and they're. Uh, okay, his... I don't think you remember. Oh, did I delete this from my memory already? I think you deleted something from memory. There is a kayak commercial with a brain surgeon and... There's a point when, like, he's sticking the brain to, like, make the body come up and high-five him and stuff in that commercial that I feel like whoever made that kayak commercial had seen this movie. Oh, really? Because, like, he's like, watch this. And he, like, makes Paul Walker's dick go up and down that, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, that, that, is, that is one of the implications I was talking about earlier. Because not only does that happen, but he says, we'll have to remember that for later. Talking yeah. to his disgusting... The, oh, so necrophilia is okay? Yeah, that's that's what and we're. Doing. It's 1994, bro. Necrophilia was all the rage, D- dude. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's not a joke, and it's not funny. It's just fucking gross. Yeah, what are you doing? It's pretty that's, bad. It's it's disgusting, man. Like, what is that? Well, it's bad enough that he does it. Period. But we'll have to remember that for later. Yeah. Jesus Christ, and. He's not even 18. They're talking about the body of an underage kid. Yeah. It's gross. Why does this movie exist? I why why are we giving money? And I know it's like mostly like I guess self-funded because of the way this movie came together, but like who you got, someone's got to tell them no, man. Someone's <laughs> got to like we're not showing this at the fucking theater, bro. Well, when you direct and write and produce and sometimes star in your own thing, there is no one to tell you no. Yeah, so it's like the George Lucas prequel problem. It's like everything goes uh, in because I'm a genius. 
I was going to go with Madonna, but yeah, because Madonna has that biopic coming out that she is starring, she's writing, she's directing, and she's producing. That sounds like a great idea. So and you know that that can possibly happen. You know it's going to be historically accurate down oh, to yeah. every detail. Yeah, every detail. It's going to be flawless. Yeah. So Man. that won't be glowing or fake at all. Uh, there's all. literally no one to tell her no. Yeah. So, you know, in this movie, when you're directing and writing and producing and trying to crank it out as fast as you can and you have to try to wink and sign it out as fast as you you can you have to fill 90 minutes or whatever this runtime was um yeah you there's no one to tell you no you're in a rush you're not giving this the script a second pass so yeah did it have a first pass no because it seems like most of it was just made up as they went along like as they were filming whatever was like like I would be fascinated to know, Ron, how much of this movie is just improv. I imagine more than you would want it to be. I feel like probably at least a third of it, if not half of it, is pure improv. And they had to film it so fast, they couldn't do another take if they wanted to. So as he was talking about in that that interview I talked about uh, from the Wikipedia page, when he was talking about like everything going in, you know, it's, it's staying in. I don't think they had a choice. I think whatever got fucking whatever fucking unfortunate bullshit was improvised for the scene is in the final cut and then final uncut of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, it's the cool. the kayak commercial is actually kind of funny. It's just freaky. Uh this was not funny. No. But yeah, then we go from there to him waking up inside the T-Rex, right? And from yeah. there, I feel like the movie finally starts. I don't know why this movie could not have just started at this scene. Yeah, it's really... I don't really need stupid. to it know like- about Denise Richards. I don't need to know about Paul Walker. I don't need to know about the testicular standoff. I, although I'm kind of happy oh, I do. You, you know, it's also fucking hysterical when you think about it, Ron. So he's in a coma, right? He's a football player. This could have been a result of a football match, and you don't even need the character of the ex-boyfriend to drop his ass off at a lion exhibit. What the fuck is that? And you could have just said that in a line of dialogue as we're doing the surgery. Exactly. We Why could have do we need a 30-minute fucking Degrassi preamble of teenage drama? <laughs> Are you trying to get me emotionally invested in the character dynamics between Denise Richards and Paul Walker's characters? I'm not interested in any dynamics of Denise Richards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh man. God. But yeah, isn't it just funny when you like think back? Like, it takes five minutes to retroactively make this movie make more sense. And he talks about, yeah, I wrote the whole thing in a week. We can tell. (laughs) It it takes five minutes to make it make more sense. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna go like step by step to the whole movie, but we just had to like go through the motions, especially of that part, to well, show you just how fucking nonsensical it is. From here, the movie gets fun largely. It still has a lot of really cringy moments moments like we drop 
the f word for a gay person and stuff like well, well it's like halfway dropped it's like implied it, and then they, oh, he stops like halfway through the word and you're just no, like wow he was missing the one letter at the end yeah yeah he, he says like three-fourths of the word and then you're just like wow man that's he, again feels even gross for 1994 it's like yeah. come on man and that, that was, word was that, that word was, was common, utter more back then and it still feels gross putting yourself in the mindset of when this came out to me yeah like that was yeah. a very common word back then you heard it all the time yeah and it's so bad it's fucked up and some like you take something that is not okay and you somehow find a way to make it even feel worse right and more gross and that, that that is the thing that like really pisses me off about this is this just a fucking gross movie but then like you said like it turns into so what it never becomes good but it becomes a watchable b-movie for the yeah. last like 45 minutes and it's just like by then though you don't care because you're already mentally checked out by how bad and how fucking disgusting the first like 40 minutes is so even when it becomes watchable you have so many like strikes against the movie that you're still kind of mad. i was i mean I, I was still mad throughout the entire movie just because of how bad this in the beginning is were you able to kind of come around more on it towards the end yeah like i said i i like the movie overall but just for the back half of the movie just for the t-rex parts everything else can go to hell see see what's funny is the t-rex parts were like uh now, now obviously they're they're peppering in like the the f word and stuff throughout the like second and third act of the the quote-unquote watchable parts of the movie and parts of the like when it becomes a legitimate b movie are entertaining to watch because you're just kind of watching to see how crazy it's going to get next that's kind of like what is engaging about it is you're just like well just like a B movie, what's the crazy thing that's gonna happen next? But then the, the thing that really was like the final fucking nail in the coffin was the the ending scene that we'll talk about with Denise Richards basically oh, doing God. like a, a maximum photo shoot. That was when I was like, okay, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you're a fucking pervert, and this movie is disgusting. And go fuck yourself. My favorite part of the movie though is the T Rex hands. Anything and everything to do with the, the T Rex hands, hands are funny. <laughs> the T Rex hands are funny when, when they're when they're doing the body switch out for him, and they're just like you know, they're trying yeah. to get him to like thumbs up <laughs> when yeah. the body's okay. That part's pretty funny. Uh, uh, that's pretty good. I love him dialing the payphone and holding the, pay, the, payphone the payphone to his head. This movie is almost worth existing for the gift that you sent me <laughs> of the, of him dialing on the payphone because that was t that was pretty funny. I will give them that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like I, I the whoever invented the idea of the puppet hands, that was incredible. I feel like that was a special effects guy's idea. Because I can't imagine an idea that good coming from this director or other writer. <laughs> or other writer. Yeah, this movie had two writers, man. <laughs> <laughs> two fucking... What are y'all doing, man? What are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the amount of, like, gay panic, homophobic jokes about Byron in the movie are gross even for the time. Uh, yeah, I like the character. I don't like the reason the character's here. I feel like the character only exists to make those jokes. Yeah, they, uh, they really do. Because like they, they, because have they like don't an do anything with Byron. The only reason that, that, you know, the fact that he's gay factors in is so they can make the jokes. It has nothing to do with anything. He, yeah, he, he is purely like that. So they have 
a thing to talk about in scenes he's in as they're actively making fun of him. Right. It, it, he's like a conduit for them to have dialogue to say. He's a legit good character. Like, he's legit funny. And Theo Forsett was really good. Yeah, like, he's trying. That like, he's actually trying, you know? Like, like he, I don't was... even feel like he's written in a way that exploits the fact that he's gay, really. Like, he just is a dude that happens to be gay. He's flamboyant yeah. and stuff. He's the 90s version of what you think of a gay guy. But I used to, yeah. I, I went to school with a guy that's very much like this guy. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, he's kind of like, what's funny is, like, with how audacious this movie is, he feels kind of, like, reserved in his performance, which is good. You know, yeah. he, he makes it a little bit more believable. And the, the, the unfortunate thing is they 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 use him as uh, like a fucking punching bag for, for no the reason. other for the other disgusting pieces of shit characters in the movie. Have we talked about the two like deputy guys? Norval and Neville. Are, no, we haven't talked who about are them purely yet. Purely there to be racist and to be homophobic yep. because that is literally the extent of their comedic material. Being these two writers, don't forget That's sexist. The extent. Yeah, that too. It's gross, man. It's disgusting, and those two characters, every time they're on screen, I want them to get ripped apart by the fucking T-Rex so bad, and I don't yeah. think either of them ever does, no. and it's a big letdown. Because yeah, like, it, if you're going to have bad. characters like that, that are such colossal pieces of shit, granted, I don't think the writers view them as that way, oh, no. because of how inherently sexist and bigoted they are. They're, but if, they're supposed to be... be they're supposed to be the likable, lovable, bumbling cops is what they're supposed to be. Yeah. And what they actually accidentally made them are the two pieces of shit scumbag movies that a B movie that is actually made correctly the, would relentlessly murder in the third act because you'd be like, yeah, fuck those guys. They but they don't are, realize they are those characters at all. They are actually the embodiment of everything that's wrong with the police force in real life today. <laughs> like, yeah. It's bad. It's real bad. It's real bad. It's real bad. Real, real bad. It's real bad. Oh, another another character who is just a colossal piece of shit for ostensibly no reason is what is up with the other girl who is obsessed with the crazy stalker ex guy who basically like starts up the entire movie by actively trying to get Paul Walker killed. I have you no idea. She is like always like, yeah, he's grabbing his nuts. Yeah, get him, <laughs> Billy. Oh, I see. Oh, oh. Uh, Tammy is making out with Michael. I gotta call Billy so Billy can bring his <laughs> band of bigoted douchebags and they're gonna break into their house. Oh, it's so hot. It's like, what is this character, dude? Who is this lady? I think I've seen the band of bigoted douchebags <laughs> once at the BOK Center. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sounds and like an like, anti-establishment so, band if I've ever heard of one. But what's like, what's weird is her character has like, I, like, repercussions to herself being a piece of shit because she gets her leg bitten off you know and like billy gets killed because he's a piece of shit and it's like those characters have like they're kind of like you know just desserts so like why does anyone else towards the ending of the movie like the bumbling stumbling fucking racist pieces of shit have their like you know comeuppance they don't because they don't realize they're bad characters because they are bigoted what did I say? Band of big and douchebags? <laughs> yeah, That's these fucking like... writers and director, dude. <laughs> They're pieces of shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's insane. Dude, the fact that this movie exists is fucking mental when you really think about it. It's crazy. Uh... <laughs> dude, also, I don't think 
the writers or the director have ever had sex before. <laughs> that sex scene was the uh, was the exquisite <laughs> acting on Hollywood Babylon. Is that what it was? So when you told me that uh, coincidentally this was the exquisite acting, the scene that I thought was for sure going to be the one in the movie, or sorry, in the in the podcast for exquisite acting. Do you remember when they fake resuscitate <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul Walker in the hospital? Well, that's it. <laughs> that is so absurd that when I first saw that uh, scene, I would have bet my fucking life savings that that was the exquisite acting scene. And for it not to have been, this shows you how fucking bad the acting is, dude. But I yeah, continue, sorry, continue. I was floored when they announced that that was... Uh, the That's movie that they were doing for exquisite acting when Bobby had just picked this. We had just announced this movie. Well, yeah. How many thousands of exquisite acting segments have they had? And it is the exact week that we're going to be having like, our recording that that's the one. That's yeah. bonkers. Bonkers coincidence, man. But, oh my God. That entire sex scene is just laughable in the worst way because Billy Ray Cyrus has no idea what he's doing, just like her. Yeah. And by the way, did we talk about the name that his Billy, his name is Billy, and his haircut and his wardrobe is very much Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) His facial hair, too, right? Doesn't he have, like, the little goatee? Uh, no, I think he's clean-shaven. Yeah, he looks to be clean-shaven. He's like, he's like, so he's like, he's like Billy Ray. He's just not full Billy Ray Cyrus. (laughs) He hasn't evolved yet. Yeah, he's not, he's He's not level 35. He's not. He's uh. He's stage two Pokemon evolution, but not the full, like not the full third one. So he's getting there. Not he's the full Billy. There. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't even like. I'm scrolling back through, like just remembering. And they. I mean, <laughs> this is the... this is probably just me more than anything. But Denise Richards' wardrobe for the funeral and everything, and she wears in every scene after that. Why is she a vampire all of a sudden? <laughs> she looks like a vampire stripper. <laughs> the rest of the movie. You can fucking tell that she's sparkling, bro. <laughs> because she is like fucking half naked at the funeral for her boyfriend, dude. Yeah. What is this? It's so fucking bizarre. I did like, though, at the funeral, you could see the T-Rex just standing in the background. <laughs> and no one else noticed. That, see, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> this this movie has a couple scenes where you can't help but laugh because they're genuinely funny. And then you're just like, why don't we have more of that? You know? Yeah. Why, why, do, why do we gotta fucking boggle this shit down with some of this nonsense? Boggle this shit down. What is with oh. you tonight? Is it the steroids? <laughs> <laughs> dude i told you i'm fucking loopy and just exhausted i'm i'm being fueled right now by my hatred of tammy and the t-rex and that's it uh i i like how they think it's just gonna be fine to go grab the body of the guy that's you know definitely not been decomposing in in like the, the, the fucking like coffin you know for hours and has been dead for like two weeks uh, and is just like he's gonna be fine why does he already have like worms and shit coming out he, of his mouth? It looks like he looks like he's been dead for three years. Yeah, yeah, it's real stupid. I know that's like a stupid thing to complain about in this movie that they don't follow <laughs> the scientific at accuracy least, of a decomposing corpse. At least they didn't play poker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh god, this movie. This fucking yeah, this fucking movie, dude. So uh, before we close out and find out what the next movie is. <laughs> I had 
a little thing that I I wanted to do because I knew when I was watching this movie that you had to have hated it. Oh like, man, every mean, second I was, of it. I was I was I didn't hate every second of it. There were a couple scenes that were genuinely funny, but man, I was fuming <laughs> by the end of it. So I have a few questions for you, Jeff. What is better? Tammy and the T-Rex <laughs> or The Last Airbender? The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender. Um, Tammy and the T-Rex or The Rise of Skywalker? Ooh. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do it. Tammy and the T-Rex is better than The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, man. Do you know I... what? You want to know why? Why? Because Tammy and the T-Rex has testicular fortitude, which it got <laughs> after the standoff. <laughs> It is actually ballsy enough to have like crazy shit in it instead of just a checklist of what all the fanboys want to have happen. <laughs> all right, what is better, um, t- uh, Tawny and the T Rex <laughs> or House Shark? What's the opposite of a Sophie's choice? Is it- <laughs> a Sophie's choice? <laughs> <laughs> Man. And, and so Rebecca's I have to choice? pick which one's which one's worse. I think uh, Tammy the T Rex is is worse. Yeah, so House Shark is better. Because House how, how, how Shark is better. It is a colossal piece of shit, but it's not as offensive as this. That's true. So it was just offensive in the fact that it was such a bad movie. Yeah, it's offensively bad and it's offensively unfunny, but it's not you know like sexist and racist and homophobic and and <laughs> necrophiliac and everything <laughs> bad in the world that you could possibly be is in this movie's writing. Uh-huh. All right, Tanya and the T Rex or Sharkenstein? <laughs> oh, Sharkenstein's better. By like a million million percent. What about um what about Tammy <laughs> and the T Rex or the Eternals? Uh, why why are you gonna make me say that? I'd rather watch the Eternals, dude. That <laughs> fucking breaks my heart. <laughs> fucking put my brain in a T Rex animatronic, please. Put me on my misery. Alright. Tanny and the T Rex or James Cameron's Avatar. I'd rather watch Tammy and the T-Rex <laughs> because while it is offensively a piece of shit, it's an hour and a half piece of shit instead of five and a half hours of shit. It's at least so original. I will, uh, I will get the bandaid ripped off faster. All right. Tabitha and the T-Rex or Godzilla 2016. I'd rather watch Godzilla 2016 because at least Godzilla 2016 has like three minutes of a pretty cool fight at the end. <laughs> I can like fall asleep for the first five and a half hours of the miniseries and then wake up for the ending when they actually like have cool shit. That fucking And then movie, call it dude. a day. That fucking movie. <laughs> and then so- I get weirded out by the fact that they're married in that, but just recently in the Avengers, they're brother and sister. It was strange. Oh yeah. With uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty weird. It was like the year after Ultron too. It was like right after it. Yeah. Uh dude, they must have thought they had it made doing that. Oh, well, I guess Godzilla was a hit though, wasn't it? Everyone liked that movie. I don't know why. It wasn't <laughs> I a movie. I don't know why. It's not a good movie. It's um bad. So Tammy and the T Rex or Dragon Ball Evolution. I'd rather watch Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> that was a long silence. So, so what made it kind of close, but uh-huh. not really. 
I'm a like I have nostalgic love for Dragon Ball. Okay. So it's personal to me. But yeah. Dragon Ball Evolution works better as a B movie. So you prefer, even though I don't think everything in Evolution was intentionally bad, it works in that vein better than this. I would okay. say. Uh, so you prefer Shenlong over testicular standoffs. See now, now you got me rethinking my my rankings. <laughs> put it that, way. but yeah, I would, I would rather watch Dragon Ball Evolution. All right, Tame in the T Rex or Batman versus Superman. I'd rather watch Taming the T-Rex. <laughs> no, no contests. <laughs> All right. We've already hinted at this one, but I have to ask. Taming the T-Rex or Twilight? I actually haven't seen Twilight. But based on what you know. But based on what I know, I would rather watch Twilight than Taming the T-Rex. <laughs> Let's see. We got one, two. We got yeah, three. By the way, we're good Bro, bro, you you had an extensive list prepared. Like this is that's you did more research into this list than the writers did on this movie. So good for you. Uh, you said three times out of ten that you would rather watch Tammy and the T Rex. <laughs> yeah, I I was hurting at the end. I was sad that I had to kind of let you in on what was happening when I texted you and you sent me. Batman versus Superman. I was like, Ooh. see, I've been screaming and raging about Team of the T Rex for the last hour. I'd forgotten we even had that conversation, so it was <laughs> it was still a pretty good surprise. I was so, running yeah. out of movies because I kept thinking of movies, and I was like, no, 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 wait, he actually likes that one. I hate that one. I, like, I just, <laughs> I started. It, I'm tired enough. It started bleeding through that. I was like, no, no, yeah. no, wait, that's one I hate. But yeah, oh man, there, this there was a good time. It. Yeah, this was. I, I, Bobby, I love and hate you for this. <laughs> It became a good recording. There's, I did not have a good time watching it. <laughs> There's always one that I end up saying very little and just listening to you rant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, so you've you've had some like basically you would step out of the way and let me rant for us, but you're basically with right there with me on the same page. Like you, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'll, pretty I'll mixed you... because I like the T Rex parts, but the rest of it is pretty offensive. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to not be overshadowed by the and it's it's not even just that it's like specifically offensive in the way that we've been talking about. A lot of it is just offensive by not being funny, you know? And that's the whole point in these movies, right? You watch Attack of the Killer Donuts to have a good time. When you spend forty five minutes of a movie pretending to be like a fake melodrama, no one's having any fun. Dude, we need to get Attack of the Killer Donuts on this show. That yeah. is a good movie that more people should see. Agreed. It's fun. Did uh, we cover that on like your Twitch channel? Is that one of our like live? I think viewings? so. Yeah, I think we did that. Sharkenstein and House Shark. Sharkenstein. Fucking, fucking House Shark. I didn't think House <laughs> Shark could be dethroned, but it has. <laughs> do, do you remember that scene in House Shark? The only thing that was left of the two people was literally their anuses. Yeah, you remember the guy who was Abraham Lincoln for no reason? That was an he interesting had, choice. He had stuffed his grandfather. His grandfather's <laughs> in the corner of the room. <laughs> like, what? what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, got... Oh man! Oh Jesus Christ! So uh, I, I will give you just a couple minutes to kind of like sum up your thoughts after I spend an hour and a half ranting. Uh, so what are what are some of your thoughts on this movie that we, we hadn't already covered? Because I, I didn't mean to overshadow you. This movie just made me so angry. And my <laughs> anger for it was all that was keeping me like conscious throughout this recording because I'm so tired. So yeah, you take it away. Take no, uh, whatever you want, brother. 
No, I, I pretty much said my piece. The uh, the thing is, you and I are pretty much right there together. We're just over the line in opposite directions. Whereas you you hate this movie because of how offensive it is. I kind of like this movie because of the T-Rex parts, but it is overshadowed by the offensiveness of it. So we're like standing back to back on the line on this movie, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it's a bummer too, because like when it is just a legit B movie, it has its moments. It's just, uh, yeah. it can't get out of its own way. And there's not nearly enough of that B movie like material to it. When, like the stuff with like the T-Rex hands is funny. The scene when uh, the T-Rex is like attacking the party is entertaining because yeah. you're just like, it, you go into that B movie mode of what makes them fun is that you're just like, Jesus Christ, this is so insane. What can happen next? And it gets that vibe for a while, and then they just, you know, continuously take a shit over what they have that's actually working. Because it it has no idea, I think, actively what is working in, in a given scene versus what's not working in a in like in a, the very next scene. It, right. It's just all over the place. Yeah, did that moment when the T Rex hands pick up Byron and they pick him up, set him down on the ground, then dust the dirt off of his jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. That's pretty good. Yeah, I want to know Bobby's full thoughts on this. Yeah, Bobby, write in. Write in, let us know. Yeah, I want to know. Go ahead and write in. Uh, We'll we'll have it at the beginning of the next episode. We'll have like his kind of thoughts on... Because I'd like to know how much of this works for for Bobby as a B-movie and how much of it doesn't work as the colossal piece of shit that it is. (laughs) That it is at its (laughs) core. Uh, But yeah, this has been a time. (laughs) this has been a time this has been an hour and a half talking about taming the t-rex and the hour and a half that i spent watching taming the t-rex i will never get back i'm not sure how to think about that this movie has now taken like three hours of your life it really has (laughs) yeah man what a fucking movie yeah um yeah so so uh the moral to the story if uh your buddy gets ownership of a t-rex for a month don't make a movie you know you could find better things to do with your time instead of just like actively making one of the worst movies that has ever been put on film i don't know i think i'd have to make a movie and it would have to be better than this no matter what i did no matter what you did it would be better because i know what i want from my b movies and this mostly is not it nope 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 <laughs> that is my review put that uh, on the poster nope <laughs> uh is there anything else that you want to touch on before we uh announce the next movie nope 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 nope, <laughs> nope. all right so we are one my, episode... my, my testicles are standing off oh they're mine are standing by dude <laughs> we gotta go we got three more of these <laughs> Just waiting uh, in the wings. Just waiting in the wings. Uh oh fuck. Alright. So first before I announce the next movie, because we still have three more of these to go, and I'm scared uh of what's to come in the future, because I feel like people are gonna be actively standing by to troll us after <laughs> the way this shit went down. People are changing their responses. Yeah. Uh <laughs> the next three weeks. All four people picked wouldn't have guessed it. Tammy and the T-Rex. So that is our life, though. Dude, could you imagine reviewing this for a year? Man. I just imagine. Like, <laughs> I think that's how you get the melted people at the end of Raiders. You subject <laughs> them to Tammy and the T-Rex for 52 straight weeks, and that's what you look like, man. 
You first know, like, so after like the fifth or sixth month when you're at the halfway point, you look like uh, Paul Walker in this, where he's like all maggoty just instantly for no reason. <laughs> you just look like the deflated guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just look like the deflated guy. <laughs> that's no, that's I had that's a black belt. <laughs> then uh, at the end, you're at full face melt. That's when you know <laughs> you've reached the pinnacle of taming the deer. <laughs> Doesn't she roll up the guy and carry him off or something? Yeah, she does. Like a fucking fruit roll up, dude. <laughs> That's not fruit. That's a meat roll up. Oh my god. For fuck's sake. Alright, if you would like to follow more of this show, and God help you if so, we're on Twitter at SPR Filmcast. If you have any questions for Ron and myself to discuss at the beginning of an episode, feel free to always write in screenplay rewind at gmail.com or send us a tweet at the aforementioned at SPR filmcast. Uh, any ratings or reviews you can give us on whichever podcast platform you found us on are always appreciated and share us out to your friends. If you, uh, do you know someone who had the misfortune of watching Tammy the T-Rex? Do they need, we're going to, we got to create like testicular standoff anonymous. Yeah. Like, uh, testicular standoff anonymous. You can all, we'll have like a hotline. Uh, yeah. I It'll feel like a thing. testicular standoff is a bro down in South Park. <laughs> the bro, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bro down. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That's great. Uh, All right, Ron, would you like to know what our next movie is going to be? Oh, uh, that's a real Soapy's choice. It's a real Soapy's choice. I have good news. Soapy seems to have brought a good movie to the table. Did he? He did. So that's unlike him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I will just start off. Uh, so I have, as we talked about before, when we announced Bobby's episode for these, if people want, they can send like a couple of sentences that we basically read off as the reasoning behind their selection for the show. And this is Soapy's selection, Soapy's choice, as Ron had uh, pointed <laughs> out. Have you heard of Memories of Murder? No. So Memories of Murder is a Bong Joon-ho movie that I have been wanting to watch for a very long time. Do you know who Bong Joon-ho is, Ron? No. So you do, you just don't remember his name. Have you seen Snowpiercer? Pretty sure you have. Yes, long, this long is, time ago. This is the director of Snowpiercer and Parasite. Okay. This is one of his earliest movies. This is supposed to be like an insanely good movie. I've always wanted to watch this. I just never got around to it. So it's from 2003. It was one of his earlier movies, and it is based on a real-life serial killer in 1986 Korea. It's supposed okay. to be like a really like gritty thriller that's supposed to be very, very good. Always have heard really good things about this. I just have I've never seen it. But this is Soapy's uh uh oh, and the very first thing is he said, do not look up like any facts about the case because it's supposed to be very, very realistic in the actual depictions of the serial killer and everything. So try to try to avoid spoilers by not looking up anything about it so it can be fresh and not spoiled. So he said, Don't look up anything about it, but it's called Memories of Murder. And he said, I picked this because it's a super underrated Bong Joon-ho movie, given the success of Snowpiercer and Parasite. Uh, he's watching if uh, we could tell he was going to be a successful director this early on. And he said, and since my last pick was to torture Jeff with, that, with the last airbender, <laughs> I owed it to you to pick an actually good movie. So we might have a good movie. Oh, thank God. I can't handle another table with T-Rex. So there you go. And it is available for rent for... Uh, I think it was like the three ninety nine or like two ninety nine price on your your uh Apple TV and YouTube, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, Apple and YouTube. It's available for rent, so that's where cool. we can check it out. Yeah, oh, well, uh, thank you, Sophie. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. I'm excited.
he uh, said he had uh he, he so he considered parasite but i have seen parasite and i'm pretty sure you so you have not seen parasite no i wanted to yeah Par- parasite's a trip i think you'll like it it's it's fucking nuts but it's really good uh he was gonna pick that but he wanted something that neither of us had seen so he went further back into his catalog because he's a big uh bong joon ho guy okay so, cool there you have it so we're going from Tammy the T-Rex to Memories of Murder. That is a roller <laughs> that is coaster some ride. Whiplash. That is a whiplash, bro. Yeah. But I'm excited. Potentially good movie. Please. For the love of God. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. <laughs> Please. Have a plot. <laughs> Don't you just have a plot? Please. Just please have a plot. Yeah. Oh, the other. man. There you have it. He also, uh, I think he has some further follow-up that he is going to give to me in an email or a text that he will uh, have me talk about at the ending of the next episode. Okay. So I have like a little like coda, kind of like we talked about. Uh, we're going to try to get from Bobby. Uh, like, uh-huh. Bobby, what the fuck did you think of him and the T-Rex? I am so curious. And if you like it, if you did like it, and we just shat on it for an hour and a half, I have to know why you like it. And defend your your actions, Bobby. Defend yourself. <laughs> no, no for, no, for real, I'm just, I'm just honestly curious. Like, to what extent he was like along for the ride of the B movie aspect of it versus it's just a piece of shit. <laughs> and a fucking unadulterated massive piece of shit. Well, I mean, but also yeah. he, the man gave us space balls. So that's he, true. That's true. He had to do something. Yeah. He gave us a gift and he gave us a testicular standoff. That is, that is quite something to behold. Well played Bobby. That is the first thing I said when he announced it. It was just well played. Like well he got to get, yeah, it was just well played. Because I, I feel like he just Googled what's the worst movies ever made and just picked one. Just like <laughs> threw a fucking dart. And the man was successful. So well played. Uh, I'm tired, dude. We got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, can only, I can only yell so much on my microphone before I just pass out. I did. So. I did want to plug something that is not related to movies or our podcast real quick. All right, go ahead. S- something wholesome. Actually, uh, if you do not follow Not That Will Smith on Twitch, uh, anytime he is not streaming, he has a bird cam going um, on his Twitch. It's a live feed to a bird nest he found at his house. He bought a camera and mounted it to look into the bird nest. (laughs) That's kind of awesome. So it's a 24-hour... Uh, live stream of these birds uh, raising a family outside his living room window. Oh no shit! Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I'll have to tell Aurora about that. She'll like that. He, uh, if he's streaming, obviously it's Fortnite. But when anytime he's not streaming, it is twenty four hours a day. The birds set to lo fi beats. Nice. Because he no. said he said he picked a uh, camera without a microphone because it's right outside his living room window and you would hear every conversation he has. So it has no microphone and it is uh, just lo-fi beats playing in the background. That's kind of, does he, does he like racking up just like an insane amount of viewers? Because he it's the has way, to be. It is the very, very strange shit like that that just pops off on that platform and just has a bajillion viewers. Right. Know? Like they actively leave once he comes onto his own channel. <laughs> it's like, it's, oh, it's not the bird thing, man. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm out. He he actually streams it from his streaming computer. So the podcast he does that I was listening to, he had a live feed of it on his desktop at all times <laughs> because he has OBS <laughs> actively open while he's uh while he's recording the podcast because he has to. 
uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's pretty good and wholesome. And I've been checking in on the birds every once in a while on on the Burb family. There you go. Yeah, that that is a wholesome way to end this uh end this recording. I appreciate that. We need a little bit more wholesome shit in the world. So we we've only got you have it. We've only got a little over a hundred followers, but still, there might be a hundred people interested in uh, knowing about that. Hell yeah! So and that was uh, not that Will Smith. Yes, not that Will gotcha. Smith. One I of love my his tweets handles. that have been happening. <laughs> I, lo- I love his tweets that he's been doing ever since the Twitter blue checkmark shit oh, went away. Oh, man. He's, he's been he'll, he'll, like just straight up hilarious with his tweets. So, again, well played. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah, this has, been, uh, this has been a trip. But this is actually one of my favorite times of the year is when we do these. Because we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. It could be good. We could get a Spaceballs. You could get whatever. It just happened for the last 90 minutes of my life that I'm just blanking on even what I've been saying. This... Maybe this is like the stupor that like the writer and director felt after they wrote this thing. You know, there's like, wait, what the fuck did we just do? Because <laughs> I don't know what I just did. I was just screaming in the void. Uh, Christina may have her choice locked in. Okay. And then okay. I'm I'm curious what uh, what Aurora's is going to be because that's we're, we're doing four this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, we just had the four. So. Unless you. Unless we have like we might you know did you have anyone else that you want to because I I'll, I'll I'll do these longer if you have other people that you want to. I uh I, I don't know anyone else, Jeff. <laughs> you, just, well, well, you, you got the you got the bird family. They're your friends well, now. They do have the bird family. Uh, that's all you need, man. If if I ask my dad, it's just gonna be Avatar. Fuck. That's his favorite movie. <laughs> so yeah, and that would just be a ballbuster because we'll have to talk for five hours about how much we hate the three-hour Avatar movie, and that would just be a letdown. Yeah. Someone's gonna pick it though. Someone's, Someone's gonna, gonna pick, pick it someday. Eventually. So, uh, Chris picked, was last year when Chris picked Spirited Away? I believe so. So, yeah, she was too good to us last year, so you know she's going to be diabolical. <laughs> so, that's going to be terrifying. I'm, I'm more afraid of that than the serial killer <laughs> that we have to talk about <laughs> next week. So, yeah, tune in next time uh, when we have uh, Memories of Murder on the Friends and Family selection for Screenplay Rewind. So, yeah, I'm excited. So, thanks again, everyone, for listening, and have a good night.